Welcome to our podcast on Ayurveda quantum physics within Shiva with Ganesh, Lord Shiva and a whole team of energetic beings of light, which is all of us anyway. Um, so I'll just talk about a little bit when I came into this body because it's relevant in the context of this conversation because Lord Shiva comes in and talks about um, when we're in the formlessness of consciousness, in the soundlessness of existence, then from there we have that spark or ignition of soundless to sound frequency vibration. And from that place, that epicenter, and there's so much more than what we're possibly able to convey in this one podcast, but life is created in a choice of what form it wants to take. And so in a human form, because there's many understandings of what that definition actually is, because it's more than often what people realise. As you all, as many of you are already listening to, already aware that you're energy. We're all energy, but that energy is cognitive in a very, very specific way that creates an allowance within consciousness itself to manifest particles of light and present in a form. So, for some people, they go through the birthing process, they're seated through um, two people coming together and um, igniting through the organicness of OM and they create a life form. But we would go even deeper than that because it's more than the sperm meeting the ovum, it's so much more than that. There's a consciousness that brings a cellular structure into a life form. But for those of you who are ready to hear another way of expressing it, it's consciousness self-seeding by two different forms that come together and create one, one, a a sense of one-ment. So that's through one process, through the giving birth over a nine-month or some people six months, you know. There's many, you know, variations in that, as you all know, whether the baby's perceived as coming in prematurely and all going a little bit overdue, you know, past the nine-month gestation. So, but then there's something else. Then there's a form that's already come through that manifestation, and there's more, and we'll go into that a little bit later in this podcast. There's those light particles that choose to coagulate or come into a cognitive essence within a form that's already mobile, you know, it's already what's considered to be a human form, and it can happen at any age of a person's existence. Where the first resonance that came in through that birthing stage, through the egg, the egg and the sperm meeting and all that sort of thing, they, that being, that resonance, that cognition of light from soundless to sound frequency vibration, chooses to come into a, a human form or create a human form from that definition, that understanding. But there comes a part, a particle in that being that ignites something that wants to go beyond that form. So maybe it's come in for a period of Earth's understanding of time, which may be nine years, or it could be 20 years, it could be 30 years. And then that spark that first came into birth in that particular way decides to expand off into the broad sense of wonderment and wants to manifest in many, many other ways. 
And there's another life form that wants to come in, a, a cognitive molecule, or, or not even that actually. And from yet again, the soundless to sound frequency vibration will choose to come into the, an existing form. And some of you have probably already heard the ter term walk-in and that's just a way of expressing when one being goes out of the body and another being comes in. So that's a form of expression and that's a form of uh, metaphysics into the physics of life. But we're talking about another stream of light frequency vibration that's coming through in a slightly different manifestation. So it's coming into a form that's been created through that birthing of the nine months and so it goes on. And at some stage in its existence, that being has gone, or that sound frequency vibration has gone. And there's a collaboration of light frequency vibrations that come together to maintain that energetic life form, you know, that is perceived as a person. Now, for some of you, this could be really interesting. For others, you, you wouldn't have found us if it wasn't, but this collective consciousness that comes in, which is a multitude of frequencies, they maintain the energetic cellular structure that was birthed in that particular way that's everyone, so many people in this earth, this earth understands that's how people birth into an existence, through, through a baby and, and, so, and grows up and so forth. But then there's what we've been talking about with a collective consciousness or a collective collaboration really of frequencies that come in so and this is something where you really to really connect at a very primordial muladhara based chakra understanding is to really coming into the soundness to sound frequency vibration awareness of the cosmic mind and it's the only way you can really connect I mean, there's many ways you can connect but with what we're talking about it will feel very natural you know, it just feels like, yeah, this feels real. And there's so many realities. We all know that. But let's just stay to what we're talking about within quantum physics on a metaphysical level, but that creates the physics, which is the form. So nothing is ever separate, as most of you are already aware. So when that happens, and it happens in many, many ways, because there's more than one way to have this manifestation, and this collective cognitive recognition is maintaining the body. And it's never one particular form. Like people ha have this perception where it's like a soul, a soul that comes in and then, you know, a soul will go through its stages and then at some point it will leave. This is something altogether on a very perpendicular way of understanding how we really are creative lights, sensitivities of frequencies. And we can be very collaborative in the way we manifest a physical form or even maintain a particular form. And so, you, they, you know, energies come in, in this particular way. And this is where it gets a little bit tricky to describe or explain. So it may be a little bit, or come out a little bit awkward, but it will bring it all about before we close the podcast. And so this collaboration can be many things. So in this world, there's many, many beautiful beings that have come in. You know, you've got Gautama Buddha, uh, Muktananda, you've got Lord Shiva, Ganapati, as in Lord Ganesh, and all the names that come under that, because all of these beings have many, many names. Throughout the ages, they've been known by many, many names. Krishna, Lakshmi, um, 
Sarasvati, Kuan Yin. There are so many, too many to name, really. St. Germain, Serapis Bay, um, you know, there's so many. So, But you can understand what we're meaning. And then there's all those ones that maybe haven't been written about or talked about, um, you know, St. Germain. There's so many. But there's other people you would never know, but still... They're still part of this collective collaboration. The White Brotherhood, you know, there's just so many and so many people have spoken about these or had people come through. Seth, you know, there's so, there's so many. And there's more coming, you know, there's more coming. There's Pleiadians, you know, there's um, Syrians, there's so Acturians. Gosh, we could go on, couldn't we? <laughs> and it's not separate from that which is in the human form. I mean, often they've taken on a human form. And it's normal, you know, what do we think is normal these days, you know? Um, that's what's so amazing about Ayurveda and, and Siddha as a science, which it is a science. It's so vast and it's so accepting that there's so many multiple realities and and then you've got to come back to the, the fact that we're nothing only so we c can become something. So these are all playing out in the scheme of things, but we'll bring it back into the physical human form, what's perceived as a human form, which is always changing, by the way. You know, we spoke in our last podcast how in medical science, you know, we look at it, it gets to a, a human form maybe um, given an autopsy or, um, you know, and you can they break open the skull and you can see the brain. So we'll tie it back into the Egyptians when the goddess Isis and all and Osiris and all that were in playfulness in that era. I mean, of course, we're all still in playfulness now. But, you know, where it's talked about how the skull in this person, in, in uh, the Egyptians of that era, the whole shape of the crown was very different. It was um, almost like a what was told was an egg shape, but it's because it's more than that, because just like the earth isn't round, you know, it's energy in motion, it's there's movement, it's it's not a round ball. Um, same too with our head, our, 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 our whole vehicle is constantly changing and we can change our forms. And it's not hard, it's just we get stuck and we get bogged down and we get very dense in our infrastructure and uh, we think we're stuck and hindered by a sense of gravity. But there are so many things that we can be in playfulness where you know we can shift our form as we require, but we're often hindered by limited belief systems of what's possible and what's not possible. But as you gradually open up, and it, you, we're always opening up on some soundless to sound frequency vibration, we start to self-seed the understanding and it's, it's, it's what we are. We're self-seeding our own wisdom and knowledge in, in our own readiness to keep expanding and evolve ourselves, you know, as part of a collective, as part of the cosmic consciousness. And in, in that, we, there's this huge sense of wonderment and playfulness and, and, a, and a sense of calm within our cellular structure on a physical level. And all these things, you know, the planes, they're physical. You know, all these beings are physical. Saint Germain was physical. Lord Vishnu is, is, is very physical when he wants to be. <laughs> Brahma, who loves to be very silent, you know, he's always very funny. <laughs> because he'll, he'll appear and he'll just be silent. But yet silence says so much. It speaks so loudly sometimes just by being silent. There's so much said in the silence of things. And Brahma is an amazing teacher of that. Ramana was another one, you know. He was a man of very few words, you know. But when he did speak, he had a lot to say in the moment he said it. Shodhi Sai Baba is another one. 
amazing, amazing teachers. Maharishi is beautiful even to this day. He still walks the earth in so many ways. And so coming back to quantum physics with this and our molecular structure and coming into a form that may not have gone through that nine-month, six-month, whatever process because babies can come in at any time really and still be very well-formed as people think is a well-formed uh, human being. And that's a whole different podcast. So we've got our physical form and this collaboration of uh, soundless to sound frequency vibrations have come together and they're in playfulness it's you know you know you can have this form I know with this form that we're coming through right now you know Ganesh will come in <laughs> and will get behind the wheel of a car and he'll drive you know and his eyes go really wide that's metaphysics but it's also physics through quantum physics because he's om, he's primordial, he's God I, I am, he's, he's I am that I am, uh, source energy, as are you all who are listening. And there's no ownership in this frequency, you know. He's, it's not this body belongs to a particular uh, radiance. It is a collective collaboration that moves, moves the entity itself, um, you know, helps it to take a step if it needs to step, take a step forward, it can dance, it can sing, it can, you know, and it is conscious and it's cognitive. And to someone who came and, you know, had a conversation with it, you would not know <laughs> all the ecstatic states that are going on inside. And one of the things we've learned since we've come into a human form, or not, we shouldn't even say human form, should we really, because that, that, brings a sense of limitedness, even though human forms are infinitely amazing, cosmically soundless to sound frequency vibration, and so much more than a lot of people realise, so much more. As Patar, the beautiful Pleiadian that Yanni King in Karanda um, speaks with, you know, or if, an, if someone posed the question to Abraham, Abraham would have a lot of things to say to Esther Hicks. So there are so many people that are sharing great vibes, you know, happy vibes, playful vibes, to release that fear of the unknown in, in people who are stuck. And uh, whether you consider yourself spiritual or whatever it is, they're just labels to describe experiences until you no longer need a label to describe something because you're fully immersed into that soundlessness that just emanates sound frequency vibrations all the time in any way, in every way. It's the, the nature, you know, the leaves, the branches, the ancient trees in the Amazon and uh, in some of the oldest indigenous locations where the trees are very, very, hundreds and hundreds of years old. And they're an embodied energy and they're cosmically awake. They, you know, they live within the cosmic mind. They understand how to grow themselves. They understand how to uh, ignite the vital life force within them. They understand how to self-seed. They know sustainability in the primordial essence. They have this wisdom. Elephants are the same. Their, their energy is so vibrant and it understands. It can, yeah, dolphins are the same. Whales are the same. The communication through sound waves. But, uh, you know, our beautiful marine biologists are, are, are still yet to embody that wisdom. We work with an amazing um, dolphin in off the west coast of Australia and he's actually, he co-wrote a song with uh, this body and, uh, and along with Sarasvati and it's the most beautiful, playful song and we've got someone who's just kindly offered to create the composition and the music and uh, the symphony 
you know, that marries up to this dolphin light energy. But it is actually a dolphin that uh, swims on the west coast. You'll never find him because he, he just knows how to duck and weave through the waves and, uh, as he says, through the watery oceans, come and play, come and stay while you're here today. It's just beautiful. So there's a lot of radiance in, in so many energies and, and it is based in within science. It is a city in itself to connect with this. And uh, remember, cities is simply a way of expressing accomplishment. But then, you know, you let go of what you think is accomplishment because sometimes the ego wants to hook in and, and get all puffed up, <laughs> you know. But to be humble when you're opening up to an expansion just allows a sense of calm because it takes off that pressure to be a know-it-all. It takes that pressure off to have to be that false sense of perfection. And it opens the crown chakra straight away and uh, you've got that uh, infinity of the diamond uh, opening up the neural pathways that are connecting through the pulsations through your face. And, uh, you know, right now, those of you listening, you might even be sensing that electrical light orchestra in your face. It's sometimes like you see in some of the movies in this day and age where you've got robots, you know, because they're always making robots seem human. And uh, that's another podcast yet again. But, you know, and you've got all the electrical circuits lit up. Well, our nervous system and circulatory system is like that. It's it's one big light show. It's beautiful. And so is our Nabi, you know, the infinite Nadi streams. And they are infinite. There are numbers encoded in everything. But it's infinite because the source energy, it's infinite. It's always growing and expanding. And even what we're saying now is not even scratching at the surface of what can be said as as the, the um, earth itself being in its humanity um, is open and ready to express itself in so many different ways because that's what it is. It's the readiness and openness to keep expressing itself differently. And it takes sustainability into a whole different genre you know, we've often said it's 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 so much more than having solar panels, and although that's beautiful, and uh, and water tanks and and touching the earth lightly, it's it's recognizing that your particles are the earth. You are Gaia, and that's why Ayurveda, when it's taught in the through the dance of the elements, which Lord Shiva, Shiva is is primordial in, and that's why he's um, created this Ayurvedic course through quantum physics and um, unteachable and it's it's based on the dance of the elements because it's in everything it's cosmically resonating and it takes takes you out of that limitation um, often those of you who have touched base with Ayurvedic science as a science you know it's often taught through the doshas but you as a as people the doshas are often viewed in the negative context rather than just simply the dance of the elements because everyone has all those elements in them. Yes, they can be in a state of flux where you maybe need more water element or you require more air and ether element. And air and ether is symbiosis in itself. You know, it's, it's, it comes in together. You know, we know that Vata is often um, put into a category when someone's... Uh, off with the pixies as it's so-called um, often said and maybe many of you have heard that said about it but it's not, it's actually so grounded it understands uh, it understands quantum physics and it knows how to channel that wisdom into a cellular structure to expand your mind's eye within your human form 
And we keep saying human form, but just remember the human form is you think in a biological, um, biomechanics sort of way is so much more than what you're, of, you're ready to really know at this stage, although some of you probably feel like you're ready to know now. It's really letting go of what you think is a human biomechanics. It's this. It's and over time we'll really share that, especially when we go into the cities. Um, it's a huge subject, and and it's a huge resource to live within as well. And uh, living within is also living without because there's no in and out. You're just constantly streaming light. So now come back into what we said as the collectiveness, the soundness to sound frequencies that have come into stabilizer form, and it's moving. Whether you know, definitely in this body, Ganesh lives within this body all the time, and is often its outward expression. But then you know, Lord Shiva, when he wants to teach Ayurveda to those. Uh, students that are coming on board with us, um, you know, he'll come through and his voice will come through in this way. But then Lakshmi will come through also when people get bogged down in currencies and we all know what we're talking about there. <laughs> Who's talking in lack right now? Oh my goodness, people. The world is resourced. It is resourced because it's cosmically soundless to sound frequency vibration. It's infinite. The cosmos knows no lack. So breathe it in into the pranayama. Ganesh is amazing as a teacher with this. He is so sattvic in his pranayama, elongated breath. You know, beyond the left nostril, right nostril, you can allow the breath to elongate through your muladhara inst instantly. And those who want to stop the audio now and call in Lord Ganesh, by all means go ahead. He's front and center ready to party on with you. Life is fun. Science is fun. Quantum physics is awesome. There is so much enlightenment in that. And enlightenment just means you're bringing more light in, allowing more light in, you know. And remember, let go of the in and out. We're using words to express it is limiting, but even that expression will allow more light in to open more of your energy centers up, you know, around your throat when you're having trouble articulating what you want to say, even if you say it's bull. <laughs> what's being said, you get it out, get it up and out, you know, it'll dissipate, it won't have an impact in anything that we are, because we don't resonate with that, we, we experience, we express, we flow and we move on, you know, because we're also always evolving, so it's a real, it, people have many opinions, you have an opinion, Ganesh did this amazing uh, um, poster, and he said, believe what you want, but know who you are, so it's a really beautiful way of expressing because how many beliefs are there in the world? There are so many, you know, and often belief systems serve you for a short period of time in the grand scheme of things, but they can also, uh, when you hold on to them, when you're ready to grow beyond your belief system and into something else, maybe it's another belief system, who knows, only you know, but... To know the self is to know that you're soundless to sound frequency vibration, but even that is a limitation in itself because our understanding of what that is is yet to be re um, evolved when you're in this earth at the moment. And Akatol did amazing when he said the new earth. And those of you who were drawn to that and read it, maybe some of you read it and didn't quite get it. Some of you looked at it, maybe got to the Look, reading the cover and said, mm, don't think so. And others were absorbed by it, couldn't get enough of it and were waiting for the next great, great uh, book to read, you know. But maybe some of you are ready to become your own new earth, actually become your own adventure and happy, playfully 
are sharing the wisdom of quantum physics and beyond that. Quantum physics is pretty vast, though. For, for, just, for a name of something, to title something, it's just huge. There's so much contained in that beautiful word, or two words. So it's a huge quantum, and it's not a leap. It's something that your cells are impulsing you to want to know more, and it's going to drive you to know more, want to ask more questions of the primordial self that's you. It doesn't have to be something outside. It certainly doesn't need to be a podcast like this one. It'll just be something that you'll, I don't know, you know, the source energy has many ways to communicate to you, many. So let's bring that evolving into something back to where we first started when we um, opened up the podcast and this, this conversation or discourse, as Shiva likes to call it, and so does Ganesh. Let's have a discourse, Mamu. So is, let's come back to what we originally said with the uh, energies coming into a more mature body. Whatever mature means to you, it doesn't probably mean the same thing for us, but a body that's already been around in this earth for quite some time and then let that go out of your mind because when more light comes in and this collaborative, collective, conscious, soundless to sound frequency vibration comes in with the multitude that it is, it brings a whole new meaning to social media, right? Something that Isis used to say to us was, um, or actually tell her, people that were around and said, but, you know, I have a lot of people and there's so many more. And of course, a lot of people couldn't see us. <laughs> she said, there's so many, like this crowded, the room is so crowded and everyone just look at her. And, that, you know, we're a huge social entity and we'll be social with anyone who wants to commune or share with what we are. And there's more of us, you know, more than we can even share in this, in anything. There's always more light coming, always more light presenting and, and you'll probably evolve into more light, you know, as you begin to resonate with what's being said. So coming back to where we started with the spark and more, now there's many ways to come into this form. Say for this person's experience that we're speaking through, the original intention that came through the body, that person left at the age of 25 and just is still in the etheric somewhere in the cosmos, still very much part of Gaia, still moving, but chose never to take another human form but many other forms. Now, some of you leapt to conclusions then. <laughs> you know, we're not going to say where that, that entity went. could be a rainforest tree. It could be an angel. It could be anything. It's irrelevant because that's not for anyone else to know because it's no one's business. However, coming back to then, there was an experience where gravity maintained the vital life force within this body. You know, in the grand scheme of things, it's a nanosecond. It was a little bit longer in your way of it perceiving time. Quite a little bit longer, actually. But in the cosmos, it was more than a nanosecond in the scheme of things. And then one, what we consider, or maybe you'd, there's many names for it, but a caretaker being came in. You know, Now, this is probably a stretch for some of you, so you might want to switch the audio off or the podcast off, but for some of you, some of you have had something like this happen to you but not understood, or maybe you never heard someone outside of you speak of it. So here we are speaking about it. Woohoo! So, now then that person stayed, and we're saying person because it's just the easiest way to describe something at this stage, but we'll evolve that at some other podcast. And, you know, that, that, that being that entity, that life force, was able to defy gravity. You know, it could lift up really heavy things just with one finger. And if you ever saw this vehicle that we're coming through, it's very slight, very tiny frame. <laughs> so that's why we always say let go of what you think you are because you've got so much 
energy that you can tap into. Always through Ahimsa, do no harm and Saucha, purity of intention, purity, cleanliness, just means, you know, it's coming from a frequency that knows, knows no harm, you know, so therefore it does no harm. And that went on for a period of this time continuum that's existing in the earth that we're coming through right now. And then there was a shift, and this is when all of what we are came in, and we're a huge collaboration, and we work so seamlessly together. And by work, we mean create all the time. Sometimes Vishnu comes in, sometimes Prarati comes in, sometimes Lakshmi, sometimes Pitar comes in, uh, sometimes there's another Pleiadian come in, sometimes, no, actually all the time Ganesh is here, <laughs> all the time, you know, because he's earth, right? He just loves to play, dance and sing with every single person that wants to play, dance and sing. Awesome, so you're never alone. If you ever want to have a fun, um, he's great to be around. If you ever feel sad, he's great to give you a cuddle. Jesus sometimes comes in and says hello. <laughs> Mary comes in and says hello. You know, there are so many wonderful people, right? They're people. And people is just a way to describe a form. So maybe we're helping you if you want to and if you're open to it, let go of what those definitions of people mean, human means. There's so many, but they're just words to describe forms. You know, and when you really let that dissipation of what people think is logical, which is really illogical from where we're coming from, um, and just people need labels at this stage until you don't. So words create a label to describe something. We had an interesting experience with plants because our energy is very in tune with plants because we are plants itself. And, you know, those of you who are into botanics and botanical names, and we came into a bit of conundrum because there's this huge expectation that every time we see a plant we're going to know a botanical name. Some of you already know this. It's a bit like those of you who are scientists. You know, every profession has its own language, doesn't it? Hairdressers have their own language. You know, you go into a hairdresser's, your streaks are in, your tips are in, your foils are in. <laughs> Your haircut's here, you know, so there's all these, everyone has them. It doesn't matter what profession, there's, there's a way to describe something in a profession. So, botanics, okay, horticulture, botanist, you know, globally they say that you need these names so everyone understands something. And we'll come back and say, but you understand from what perspective? Now, you might be thinking, what's this got everything to do with quantum physics? Because the plant life, your flora kingdom, is so cognitive. It is so conscious. So is the water. So are all the elements. And they can hear. They can listen. They can perceive where a person is coming from. So that opens a beautiful state of consciousness, doesn't it? When you're ready to. But it also is a beautiful coexistence, you know, because we can connect so seamlessly. But sometimes what happens when we have so many labels and we get a little bit puffed out with it, you know, we get a bit into an egotistical way of perceiving, perceiving what knowledge is and we feel that having power means to know something more than another. But, you know, there's always someone that's going to say that and know more in their own cognitive world, aren't they? You know, for whatever reason, maybe it makes them feel more powerful. Maybe it makes them feel more knowledge. Maybe they think they'll get that better job. 
but you know there's always something more than what people perceive and what people think is the terminology of something so we were around the plants and when we come into plants and we've dived into the soil and become soil particles and and this is great for people who are really into soil technician, um, you know, that really study the soil and the micronutrients and the microbes in the, in the soil. Those microbes are the conscious and they're more than what you can see under your microscope. And if you, if you communed with them, they would share their wisdom on a very different understanding. And, you know, when that happens, everyone will stop putting stuff into the soil. <laughs> you know? But then, you know, when you think about it, how many of us keep putting something into our mouth that our body's telling us that, nope, that's not going to work for our health. Pretty much all of us, at some stage in our life, we've done it. Everyone, this body's done it. Gosh, how many chocolates has she just eaten tonight? <laughs> Way too many. But, you know, we all do these things, okay, until we decide not to, until we decide to really tune into our wisdom and it's not about having good food or bad food. Food is just what it is. It's food. But it's more about recognizing what is going to be energizing to our solar system, you know, which is our form. And that's the same thing when we, when we do feed ourselves something that may not be in resonance with our, our well-being on so many levels – it stands to reason that we're going to vomit out into the earth itself, outwardly. You know, so yes, we think we can control the earth. We think that we can do this and we think we need to fix it. That's another thing. You know, Lord Shiva's right on this in his Ayurvedic course. Where all people tend to like to be the fixers of the world. Yet, why do we create it in the first place? If we were living within quantum physics cognitively, we would cease to be that action step because we would be so evolved and so tuned in, tapped in, that we would recognize that the cells of our physical form in what we think is a human form are the same cells in the soil. The same cells that form the roots in the trees, the same cells that have the leaf, the same cells that are in the water element when the rain comes down. There is so much more that people are only now even being open to being listening, the listener of. So this is where we're going to close this podcast, something to percolate, something to either switch off and never come back and visit us again. But for a lot of you, you'll want to. And uh, that's exciting because we have so much to share. And as we evolve, we're sharing more and more and more, just like all of you. So we hope you enjoyed this podcast. We're thrilled that you've participated and can't wait to see you next time. Namaste.